Okay, it's uh, Thursday the 12th of August and I'm at a lake in Copenhagen speaking with Jakob Kierkegaard about his work recording ice and volcanoes and nuclear power stations. My name is uh, Jakob Kierkegaard, uh, I pronounce it Jakob Kierkegaard and uh, I'm from Copenhagen and um, I'm interested in sound and nature and how the nature generates sound by itself and I'm interested in that source to use that source, the natural source and I'm as well interested in the clash between that and um, the human created energy as for example uh, nuclear power plants Okay, so can you tell me what kind of what kind of areas or environments or things you're drawn to record and what this uh, last winter I went to Iceland uh, with the, the goal of uh, recording the sonic aspects of the northern light, of the aurora. I wouldn't have known that the northern light had sonic aspects. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about like what, what kind of, yeah, what, what sort of things did you hear? When I, when I went there, I mean, I heard about that there was sound in there. I, I heard there was like electromagnetic waves in the, in the, in the northern light um, generated from the sun. So I decided just to, to go and, and uh, look, see if I could uh, capture that sound. So, uh, so I, 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 had to, I had to build a receiver for it, uh, electromagnetic, an electromagnetic, ah, I can't say that, <laughs> an electromagnetic receiver. How do you say that in Danish? Um, electromagnetic uh, antenna, I think, yeah. And uh, yeah, how does it sound like? I mean, uh, I, I, it was difficult to, to capture this because um, it depends all about the, the sun, if there are how much uh, eruptions there are in the sun. Um, so, but but uh, in the end, after being there for two weeks, I, I, I managed to really to capture some some interesting uh, sounds, like uh, whistling sounds, like and crackling, and but there was there was al always crackling going on, like. Um, they're called uh, spherics, and it's just it's just going on, and um, it's an interesting source uh, because it's it's kind of random, you know. For me, it, you don't know when when things are coming and when when other things are just suddenly appearing. But I've been studying it a little bit and asking people, and wh why do uh, do they uh, whistlers appear suddenly, and why not? And it's it's interesting. And uh, can you tell me, did you find out why they appear? It's it hasn't been it hasn't been uh, totally uh, how how to say it, like discovered yet. Like you can't say like this is because of this and this because of that. This is how I understood it. But um, usually during uh, auroral display, you would have a chorus like uh, it sounds like birds actually. And uh, after after lots of northern light display, you would um, you sometimes you would hear whistlers, like descending tones, and also during um, dawn. So it's yeah, it's it's like just diving into it, and and um, it's interesting. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful, and it's I think it's really interesting because we live in a world where so many things are kind of categorized and everything seems to be known already and to actually be able to find something that's kind of mysterious and unknown still is actually really, I don't know, it's really intriguing and kind of magical. Yeah. Do you have any words to say about that? 
think that I think the, the thing you talk about with the uh, mystery and uh, the, the hidden hidden thing, I would say, is uh, the most interesting thing. I mean, that's that's what interesting to me is to discover those things that are not uh, so so apparent at the first sight, or because uh, I think we live in such a noisy world and uh, everything is so pushed into our our face and. What I think is interesting is to find the fragility or find the hidden layers or, or dive into to as a secret layers or whatever and just things that you micro sounds or and those I've found in the nature actually beautiful and i I, I understand that you've also found some of them in some kind of uh, man-made things. Can you tell me a little bit about that what you've been recording and what kind of sounds you found there? Yeah, I, I went to, uh, to a nuclear power plant uh, to uh, do recordings of uh, of this uh, whole uh, uh, f- center of force where they, they create power, energy, energy. And um, but that was not really because I I was looking for 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 this uh, fragile <laughs> um, layer, but more more the invisible layer. Uh, it started out uh, as I got interested in uh, Chernobyl, what happened in uh, Pripyat and in Ukraine. That you have a totally deserted place where where people just left because they got to know that they would die if they 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 stayed. Um, but if you go there, you can't see anything. You, you can't see it. You can only see it in the absence of of life, of people, and the nature that has taken over. And therefore, uh, it was obvious for me to go to to Basabek, which is uh, the Swedish power plant, which is still living and, and has some radiation, of course. And uh, we also had to have uh, clothes on and to be protected. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to go to Chernobyl actually, but um, I'm not sure if I should go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it might be a little bit dangerous for your um, ongoing health. Um. So and tell me about where you kind of went in the power station. Like, did you get access to all of it, or what kind of what kind of spaces did you actually record there? They, first of all, they 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 showed us around in in uh, in those places where they usually show people around, where you can just wear normal clothes. And uh, but they have like there are almost two thousand rooms in this uh, nuclear power plant around you know around this um, the the core where the, where they where they divide the atoms. So they have. Lots of rooms with uh, with uh, turbines and and uh, water uh, like basins and and tubes and plenty of uh, recordings to be done of uh, energy and, and but so but they, they they seem very excited about my uh, my recording tool which is like very specialized contact microphone or not a con- microphone but it's a, like a vibration sensitive thing. And um, yeah, it's 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 uh, this this tool is is called an accelerometer in in American English or accelerometer in, in Danish, and uh, used mostly for flight factories and where they build uh, airplanes or you can also build uh, missiles with uh, use it to build mi- missiles. Or you you measure vibrations, so you measure. It's a measurement tool. It sounds like I need to get one for my bridges. <laughs> I thought that was what you what you used already when I saw the picture of this little thing you had on the bridge. No, mine's just like a piezo transducer contact uh-huh. microphone. But um, do you have yours here? Yeah, I have it. 
Can you bring it? Uh-huh. <laughs> can we do show and tell tonight? <laughs> I can I can bring it. I have to go home anyway for with the, for a CD for you. So uh, yeah, I can bring it. You can see it, but you can also see it on my website. <laughs> oh, I'll have to look more at your website one day. Do you want to give me your website address? This is secretsounds.dk. Secret sounds in one word. Okay, and so tell me a little bit more about what the kind of nuclear power station, what sort of sounds did it have and what sort of resonances do those sounds have for you? Like what do they mean? What are the sort of associations that they have? As the uh, the tubes are quite long uh, and, and, and the whole thing is connected with those and it also connected to the sea uh, because they bring in the, the water from the sea to cool down the, these uh, hot things so they won't explode. So uh, they have those huge tube tubes where the uh, the water is coming in from from the sea and for example those uh, I was recording and uh, the the interesting thing with the whole the, the, this whole thing is that uh, they sing I mean it, it sings you know it's there are so many overtones in it because uh, I think it's because that the tubes are so long it's so massive and uh, it travels a long way and so the resonance get stronger but uh, yeah, we also we went we went down. We they invited us to go really into the to the place. But then we had to get um, clothes on, white clothes on, and those special kind of like zip up overall zoot suit things. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, some uh, Geiger uh, counters on on here on the chest. And when we they wouldn't let us out unless we you know we, we there was a procedure to to get out. There was to to take off the clothes and go into a machine and put the hands into a machine and you had, I had to turn around and you know all kinds of things and they had to check us and my equipment it would actually be like that I asked them uh, what if my equipment is, has been radiated and it can't go off and then they said yeah then we have to keep it <laughs> but um, I, I could I was allowed to bring it out <laughs> and I came out also <laughs> so could you see like on the Geiger counter could you see the radiation level actually as you were walking through yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was not like it was changing always, but uh, I was there with a friend who, whom I was doing the recordings with, uh, Tobias Kirstein from Denmark, and um, he was recording with uh, acoustical microphones, like the one you have there, and I was doing those with uh, the contact microphones, so we tried to, to find those different um, uh, layers, or different ways of hearing uh, some sound, crawling into a sound or hearing it from the distance. But what... Yeah, you asked me about... um, Okay, so, um, yeah, can you tell me what sort of, what meaning or resonance the the sounds from the nuclear power station has? Like, why were you drawn to it? It's, is it something to do with, I think I said something, it it was something to do with destruction before and you had quite a different take on it. So can you tell me about that? I think what is interesting is uh, the uh, in invisibility. Uh, what we, uh, I mentioned before about uh, first of all with uh, Chernobyl, um, that could also maybe be traced in a power plant that would still uh, live or still produce energy. That you have you're creating uh, something that is potentially dangerous and um, also giving life. And this is this is interesting for me. And as well, uh, the, I would say, divine thing aspect in this, or potential. I don't know if, if it's just uh, how I see it, but I think when you go in and, and you, 
you divide atoms, you create fire. So to say, you create a, a massive uh, heat, and that's what a nuclear power is about. And when I was reading the uh, Dante's Divine Comedy, I was thinking, okay, he's like wandering, like going through uh, hell and purgatory and coming to paradise. And I don't know if there was some, maybe, maybe for me there is there are some links there between this fire that uh, they're creating and. Um, which is invisible somehow and giving us life, giving us belief in something and uh, also uh, something we can die of. Um, and then I was interested in s how, how does it sound? Uh, how, how does this thing sound which has so many aspects in it? And I, I, I think they sing. Yeah. Well, hell, you know, I think bridges sing and I think the cables are the voice of God or the divine or something. So yeah, they're definitely, definitely something to be said for the of those inaudible, invisible layers and, and what they have to say to us. I don't know, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like uh, the uh, northern light, the sounds of the northern light. It's, it's also some divine thing or working with the, the different uh, uh, what's it called? layers of the world. You have the earth, you have uh, fire, you have uh, the air. Um, it's not something that is... This is something that has come afterwards. Uh, the first, I was just interested in sound. You know, I'm... I'm not so much a conceptual artist. I'm, I'm really just interested in finding sounds that has not really been discovered or just diving into sound. Uh, and uh, when I started with this, I, st I just went out to the ci uh, in the city with a normal microphone. But when I then discovered, wait, there is also, uh, you can also find uh, another approach to it with, like, for example, different microphone techniques or finding a good space. And then suddenly uh, lots of thoughts came into my mind, like, wow, I this maybe deals with this and that and that's the same thing where, where I've been recording uh, sounds of the volcanoes uh, the volcanic activity in the, in the earth of Iceland and this is also speaking they, are, they make rhythms and beats and pulses it's, <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful to listen to I can't wait to hear it so can you tell me a little bit about your um, yeah the recordings that you've done in Iceland and um where you've done them and yeah are you going to be playing them tonight as well no i'm only playing uh, nuclear power uh, plant sounds tonight uh, as uh, i'm doing this uh, um, improvised collaboration with uh, steve bradley tonight and uh, we just i just wanted to play those sounds and try them out in the room because it's the first time i i would try to to really play them in a the room oh i played them actually in new york together with the uh, volcano sounds uh, not together but uh, mixed but uh, after the other after them so because the volcanoes they they have such a power as well as such a force but it's a natural force and they're both uh, sounds uh, sources are, are very deep um, so can you just tell me um what was the what was the event that you played them at in new york and just say what the event is tonight that you'll be playing at just so i have it on tape yeah, I was in New York to do an exhibition, so I uh, I was not there for doing concerts actually. Uh, so I I called some friends and asked, hey, can you help me doing some uh, arranging some concerts? And I played a few around, and it was just venues and uh, also in a theater, and um, yeah, n more like a, a normal setup of uh, trying to to re represent. Uh, those sounds in an, in a room and make the room shake. <laughs> I mean, uh, that was really. 
I managed to get some one of the rooms really there was a big uh, air conditioned system that really started going into resonance with the with the nuclear power plant and um, and tonight what are you playing at tonight what I'm playing tonight what what is the thing that you're playing at tonight <laughs> I want you to say the Overgarden Sound Festival oh okay <laughs> so ask me again okay what are you playing t- what are you where are you playing tonight yeah, I'm playing at a festival here in Copenhagen that's called the uh, Overgaden Sound Art Festival. Overgaden uh, is uh, the name of this gallery and it's uh, arranged by Björn Ross and some other uh, curators. And um, yeah, so and then I had the opportunity of meeting you as well because uh, Björn was so nice to sending forwarding me your your website address. And um, so now we're here. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty cool, isn't it? And I want to. Um, can you tell me some more about recording in Iceland? About um, yeah, what what kind of took you to Iceland at first? That was the Northern Lights, yeah. And yeah, well, tell me about the ice and the volcanoes and things. Yeah, I mean, uh, my first goal with going to Iceland was uh, that I heard there was sound in the Northern Lights, so I decided to go. And I first uh, wanted to go to Canada. But uh, then it would take too long to go to Canada. I didn't have enough contact. So, and then uh, one of my really good friends, uh, Tor Magnusson, he's uh, he's from Iceland, and he said, "Hey, but why don't you come? I'm, I'm there during uh, after Christmas, and uh, we can drive around." And uh, I just went, and uh, so. Uh, we went out there together, and um, I also had this idea of recording ice, because uh, I'm a part of this art project called Kref uh, K R E F or dot org, uh, which is uh, a country um, between borders where I'm a minister of uh, appearing and disappearing lands, and yeah, so I'm a minister of uh, my own ministry called Ministry of Appearing and Disappearing Lands. And this is land, uh, not like lands like countries, but of course also countries, if they disappear or appear, very interesting as well, but also uh, surfaces in general that appear and disappear. And for that reason it was natural for me to go into recording of ice or investigating ice a little bit. Uh, and it was winter in Iceland anyway, and I, I have this uh, kind of contact microphone uh, with a smart little stick. You could just uh, stick into the ice and record the crackling and uh, the sounds of ice. And uh, we took uh, pictures and recorded sounds of the ice as well. And um, uh, this is like an ongoing project. I would of course love to, to do more Arctic things as well. Um, but I have been doing some uh, investigations of the, the, the space inside uh, ice because it's like a it's a it's a volatile matter and um, I for example discovered that because of uh, temperature changes if you have like melting ice it's, you have a lot of activity and lots of uh, sprinkling like crackling rhythms and rand- random <laughs> lots of random sounds um, and this is something I can only discover in this moment where it's melting. And this is what, what was interesting there. What is interesting for me there. You can discover something that's only happening right now. It's, this structure is never coming back again, this, this event. Um, so so uh, 
yeah, I was doing some ice recordings and uh, succeeded also doing an, on Northern Light recordings. But then uh, Tor, uh, my friend, uh, he um, uh, got me into uh, the the uh, the hot springs, as I only heard about. And he said, like, hey, come, let's uh, let's take a look at this. You know, let's try to record this. And I I stuck the the accelerometer down in the earth and listened and yeah. <laughs> there was it's amazing what the, this earth is is doing it's it's uh, really vibrating and um in deep drones and and beats and really mother earth and uh that resulted really in in and uh, a, a, a really like a f- four days or something we went back to the, to these places the smoking sulfur places and did all kinds of recordings uh Toy made some recordings with acoustic and microphone and uh, filmed, did some recordings of it, and uh, I just went around with my contact microphone basically, and discovered like different timbres and also with small stones. When small stones were uh, vibrating um, in the in the surface, you would have like uh, crackling on top and crispy sounds, and and below you would have a deep drone. And they are very beautiful, those sounds. I mean, I've been performing a lot with them, also with uh, Tor, where we have been combining them, where he plays with acoustical recordings and I play with uh, under-earth accor- recordings in surround systems. And, and, yeah, it's like being there. It's like diving into the earth. Oh, that's so beautiful. And so does it, does it sound different, like, every, every day, every kind of different place that you went to in the, in the ice? Oh, sorry, in the in the hot springs did they all kind of have their own sort of unique sound yes very much they they it was actually amazing to to discover i could move the the contact microphone uh, five centimeters and the sound would be quite uh, slightly different and um, it depends also on the surface if you have small stones uh, moving you would they would they would sound you would have this structure if you really, if you also depending on on the on the thickness of the of the earth, some of it was more mud-like or clay-like, which would be more like lazy kind of sound. But always, when you are really sticking the stick really deep into the earth, you would always hear this deep drone, like. Yeah, we we will go here next. Uh, I'll go on Friday to back to Iceland, and we are we are we're going to another place because. Um, in January we couldn't travel so much so far uh, because of the weather but now we are going up north to a place called Hell and uh, the reason why it's called Hell is because it's uh, full of uh, hot springs and the sulfur water is spewing up and it stinks of sulfur (laughs) so it's going to be great to be in Hell for some days (laughs) that's fantastic (laughs) is it actually called Hell? Was it Helvit or something? Yeah, it's uh, Helvite or something like that. Yeah, in Icelandic. So it's like uh, hell, and you would have the purgatory in the the the, 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 the nuclear power plant. Or the, I don't know, paradise in the sky. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think maybe you've made a pact with the devil. <laughs> no, because we're also going to paradise. Really? Where's paradise? Maybe this should be the northern light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite a biblical journey you've got into sound. Oh. <laughs> I don't hope so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so exciting. Can I just get you to say your introdu- introduction again and just say, and I record like ice and nuclear power stations and things just like that. 
My name is Jakob Kirkegaard, I'm from Denmark and I do recordings of nuclear power plants and ice and volcanoes and more to come. <laughs> My website address is secretsounds.dk Beautiful. <laughs> You're going to be getting lots of emails from excited listeners in Australia, I'm sure. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> we'll have to try and get you to come down. I'm sure there's something you could record in Australia. Maybe Air's Rock. Uluru, I'm not sure. What do you want me to record? Um, the rock, Uluru. It's like the big red rock in the centre of the desert that's very sacred to the Aboriginal people. Yeah, I mean, if we ha- would have permission from the Aboriginal people to do it, uh, it would be wonderful. It actually, we wanted to record some, uh, there are some uh, ghosts living in the um, in some of the rocks in Iceland. And some people, they say they, they can speak to, communicate with those uh, ghosts. Um, uh, and uh, I would love to try to record that, just to, to put the contact microphone on. But I would really have to have permission before, because, um, you know, you're dealing with uh, power and uh, it's important to respect it, but it could be fantastic. I mean, if we could get a permission to that, I mean... It'll be beautiful. I remember seeing a movie once, an Icelandic movie, and some people's car broke down, and there was this amazing kind of, yeah, like, fairy sort of, but not fairy, like, you know, fairy, the old style, F-A-E-R-I-E, sort of pagan spirit that came out of the rocks and sang this kind of earth-shattering sound, and the car started working again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe it's the same thing with the Aboriginal, uh, this rock there. Do you have any knowledge about uh, this place? Is it possible to go there? Um, it is possible to go there. You're not supposed to climb on it, which a lot of people do anyway. And But the traditional owners of the land do actually have, you know, they have representatives there, so you'd be able to find out if you could actually go and, and make a recording of the rock. Absolutely. That's a fantastic idea. We would have to do that together. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm coming to Iceland too next time. Definitely. Yay. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's everything. Thank you so much. Thank you too. I'm looking forward to hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, Francisco Lopez said the same thing about the microphones. He said that the most important thing, he said, you know, I use decent equipment, but not like really high end. But like just finding the right place, like one or two centimeters just makes a complete difference with what the sound is that you come up with. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was so lucky now to find this microphone, uh, and uh, which is not a microphone, but this tool, and this have yeah inspired me a lot uh, for for doing all kinds of things. Uh, also recording fences, not bridges actually, but uh, fences along rivers that sinks by themselves as well, like making just singing actually, and just finding singing things. I think this is really nice, you know, because I I sort of stopped. Uh, right now maybe I'm going to do it again but stop doing trying to do music and trying to do um, melodies and finding my own melodies and say da 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 this is a melody you have to hear and uh, this is also my former CDs they are more composed in a way than not only field sounds but uh, I do not try to do uh, melodies but because I think why not try to find those uh, random melodies that are in in the world or, or just presenting them in a way, creating them. Absolutely. I think, yeah, there's, there's songs and melodies and everything. There's an Australian artist actually called John Rose, who's no relation to me, who records fences as well, fence-wise, and he plays on them with a violin bow. It's quite beautiful. So he, so he plays on them. He, he uh, okay, he makes them vibrate as well then, yeah. 
I mean, actually, what made made this one vibrate is the that I recorded is because it's along uh, the Rhine of Germany and this big river. And it's the power of the Rhine. This uh, this whole power of this river that m- turns it into vibration because of this the steam, the stream, what's it called? Mm-hmm. I think vibration's interesting because it's that thing that, like, at an atomic level, everything is sort of vibrating, and it's also vibrating in and out of existence, like that whole thing with virtual particles. Yes that we're all kind of appearing and disappearing lands because our whole bodies are kind of flickering. <laughs> and if it stops vibrating, everything will fall, clash together. Yeah, yeah everything is vibration. Nada bindu. Nada Brahma, the world is sound. <laughs> okay. So, this is actually also the collaboration I have with uh, Tor Maunason, who whom I went to Iceland with. It's called Nada. And uh, this is also uh, coming from that from that thought you're talking about. But nada also from, from nothing comes everything. And this is also to find on their website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Can. <laughs> you can't just make me keep going to the website. You have to talk about it too. <laughs> yeah. I can talk more. <laughs> okay, no. cool. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, well <laughs> summer. <laughs> Summer's nice here in Copenhagen. There's a lady sunbathing over near us. And uh, yeah. what do you do in summer? Oh, watching... Uh, no, listening. <laughs> yeah, what I'm doing in in summer general in general, I'm working. Yeah, sometimes hanging out when I have time for it. It's very important not to do anything. The first week in Iceland is gonna be relaxing, just doing doing nothing, seeing friends. Oh, what was that sound? I don't know, but I think I'll turn it off now. Yeah. Goodbye.